Hey everyone, welcome back again to what you know what it is, the Iconist Podcast. And as usual, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Barry3D, uh, you know, the man that helps run this, and I'm there talking mm. about all the good things, comic books, and anything comic book or geek or nerd related. But I can't do this show alone, and I refuse to do the show alone, so who do I have? I got my co-host, my cousin, my best friend, the man, the myth, the legend, the DJ that hit me dancing all night long, all night long. Who am I talking about? The one and only DJ Roxy. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All night long, all night long. All night. I would cut up a dance floor in a minute. You know it. If Rod's playing, I'm going to throw up my back. Let's go, let's go. So, wow, wow, wow. So as you can see, the title is, and we go, we go get to that in a half a second. Like usual, we got to do a round table and the shout outs. So as you know, if you got to support the show, please and thank you. You know, we're on Patreon. We got our coffee page. So check the links down below for myself, for Rod. That's, it's easy enough. Also, you don't have to have this podcast as your only podcast. You know, you can support this one and other ones. So don't feel like you're being disloyal. Don't let the show be a secret. Like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. That click helps us more than you know. So please do. Also, the things we talk about are comic books. That's our main basis. And without comic books, we wouldn't have a show. So please go to the stores and support. So you know, if you're out in Kitchener, go over to Wow Comics and tell Wes, Wes. we said hi. Yo, Wes! Friends! <laughs> in Montreal. Make the trek over to the South Shore. And if you ain't, anyone knows us, you know we run from, we, we, we from the South Shore. Go over to Check Swings <laughs> and tell Trevor we said hi. These are two shows that support the, you know, two stores that support the show. Thank you. Yes. yes. And of course, <laughs> our man who loves the shadows that we do all the time. The one that makes us look so pretty. So if you need any kind of templates, the media done, graphic design, he is the man. And if you give him a shout, if you mention his name and said you heard about it on the Iconist podcast, he'll give you a discount. Oh, by the way, who am mm-hmm. I talking about? Hit him with the name, Rod. <clears throat> Jerry Bird Digital Art Art. Jay Bird Digital Arts. You tell him you heard about it here on the Iconist Podcast, and he'll hook you up. He's been a big supporter of this show. Thank you very much, Jay, for all that you do. Mm. Got to have you back on again to talk some wrestling. Ooh, wrestling. Yes, yes. Andy Man things. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. MJF. What? Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. We can stop there, right? Um, and also, there's a couple of things coming up. So, December 8th. Myself, along with Zolf Ali, Dave Sekolowski, we're doing a live show over here in Hamilton, Ontario. It's called All I Want for Christmas is Comedy. And it's also kind of a bit of a fundraiser. So what I mean by that, it's $15 at the door or $10 with a non-perishable good. That is on December 8th over at Stonewalls. So please come on down. Show starts at 8, two for one wings and drinks will be cheap. So all this is going to help us with the show and help those in need and give back. So just keep an eye out for that. We'll have the poster pop up when? Now on the screen. There you go. Now on the screen. There you go. It's on 339 York Boulevard in Hamilton. Come on. Show up and we show out. There we go. Stonewall! Stonewall! Yes! Like the walls of Jericho, but no, we ain't breaking none of that. So, you know, once again, thank you to all them. Thank you. A big special shout out to our friend Monty, who's helped us put that show together. So, you know, 
yes, that you can't go wrong with that. And uh, I, I think we, I think we've got. Oh wait, man, of course, touch of gray matter. It's a great matter comedy. That that's it. That's me, Barry 3D, Zolf Ali, and Dave Sokolowski. That's the group. That's the troupe. That's who's performing. And keep an eye out for us. So if you want to know where I'm at, check it out all out at Barry3D.com. Right. Nice. Nice. Where can they find you? As I always say, you can find me on the World Wide Web. You can find me on Instagram on Mr. Rod C. That's M-R-R-O-D-C. You also can find me on the world of Twitch. You can find me Twitch. TV forward slash DJ Rod C. Listen, always there, always playing, got some good vibes. Listen, come on true. You know, hail me up and just say, yeah, I saw you on Iconic. Wonderful. I'll right make on. sure to make the shout out to you. Let's go. Let's go. Right on. Oh, and last thing, December 8th, because of that, uh, Dave Sokolowski is also doing the, what do you call, winter warm-up. So if anyone has any clothes that are in really good condition to help mm. the homeless, please reach out to myself, Barry3D, through my social media, or Dave Sokolowski. Also, uh, you can check him out on Instagram at a ton of fun. That's what it is. A ton of fun entertainment. That's Dave Sokolowski. He's collecting for clothes for the winter warm-up to help the homeless and anyone out there. So um, get in touch with us. I'll put you in touch with Dave. And we'll make arrangements to come by and get what you have, you know. And 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 remember, it's all about paying it forward. I mean, Buffalo got hit with snow just a little while ago. Snow is here. Like they're saying, you know, winter is coming. Okay, well, come on, pay it forward, people. It's all about you know helping out those when we need help. Right on. Now, today on the show, on the Iconist <laughs> podcast, the icon is Union. Right, Union. What's okay, the Union? I, I, I don't mean like union and Teamsters and oh. Jimmy Hoffa. No, 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 no. Ooh, none of that? No. None of that. None of that. We're talking union by Image Comics. Ooh, interesting. Nice. Right? Please tell us more. Oh, okay. I, I will. Will do. Okay. So union has been around since June. Oh, I guess it's a Gemini creation. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> of 1993. Am I right with that, Rod? You are absolutely correct on the time frame. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, ah. So this is Image Comics starting off back in the days. All the creators were doing their own thing and and bringing off of these new characters. Now, one, I I think that, you know, as I said, the icon is on Iconist. It's Union. Union, cool character, and just didn't get enough, um, I guess, exposure at the time. So everyone knows Spawn, and Mm -hmm. everyone knows Savage Dragon, and we've heard about Wildcats, right? Gen 13. Star Wars. Union. Right? And it's funny because, as I said, the name makes it a little bit hard to research, too, because you think Union, and everyone's like, if you look up Union in Image Comics, it's about when they were about to get, the workers wanted to get a Union, and nothing mm-hmm. about the hero. So, right. this is why we wanted to shine some light on this character. Light! Light! For real, man! My precious. So, th- this character's had, um, you know, cool stuff. So, First of all, and, and let's look at the creators. The creators behind this character were Jim Lee, mm-hmm. right, right, and Michael Hessler. Okay, I, I, I'm all for that. And I remember seeing it, buying it, you know. And Union came off first as a miniseries mm-hmm. when it got introduced in 1993. It was a four issue miniseries, and then they did issue zero. To kind of give more history on the character. Right. So Union, um, and let's just put it in a short sense of the way, I think that he was like, to me, I guess like a 
Green Lantern-ish character. You know? That's the vibes I, I got. And I'm not trying to say that in a negative way. I'm just trying no, no, no. to put it in a box for anyone that was curious about who Union is. This, right. this is how I think I would put him to a certain degree. Part part of an elite, not an elite task force or uh, soldier, basically yes. in, a, in a in a in a country type of army type of scenario. Yeah, Union was initially create not created, but that was his status it's from where he is from, and we'll get into that. He was uh he was a soldier, soldier for the army. You know, as a as a uh, reveler, relayer, relayer. Sorry, relayer. That was his relayer. rank. Was relayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know all about the ranks, but that's what his rank was. Correct. Correct. Right. You know, um, and, and this is and, and this is what it comes down to. So uh hold on. I know if a certain friend of ours is listening, Sean, mm. let me tell you right now, you're gonna like this one. This one's all about the army, man. You this up your yes. alley. <laughs> 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 so with with Union, first of all, his real name is we know by is uh Ohm. O-H-M-E-N. That's his real name. So when you see in his first four issues, is first issue, you see this nice town. There's a, a father and son fishing, you know, and then there's a big explosion. And they're all wiped out. Mm-hmm. Then you see, you know, Union coming and he crash lands. Um, you know, there's a girl and her name is Jill. Now Jill's sitting there in her place. She's paying too much for rent, so she don't got much money for food. Uh huh. Welcome to the. You no, know, that was 1993, and here we are in 2020. Borderline 2023. Huh. Okay, glad to see some things don't change. So she's out in New England, uh, Maine area. Mm-hmm. He comes crashing down. She sees like a big energy, you know, green light coming, and she's expecting a sudden, uh, you know, impact. There's no impact. She's like, okay, something absorbed the blow. She runs. She goes, is that a man outside? So she runs outside, middle of winter. She gets the clothesline, goes across a frozen lake, like lying down because he's on the ice. And she's like, hey, reach out, take my hand. And, you know, he, she pulls him to safety, brings him back and trying to start talking to him. And he kind of says, you know, um, where are you? What's happening? And she's like, don't worry. I'm going to call somebody. He's like, don't call anybody. I mean, uh, you know, your life will be in danger. And she's like, oh, great. So she brings him in the house. Right, he's stolen his uniform and can't make it out. You know what's going on, but I like his look. So she brings him in the house. Next thing you know, he finally wakes up, starts talking, and he goes, "How long have I been here?" She's like, "Well, you've been asleep for three days." Mm. Oh, <laughs> you're just a heavy sleeper. Mm. I wasn't I sure if you're alive. I, I wasn't sure if you're alive. Just until I wasn't sure. You still breathing? Oh, you still breathing? Okay, <laughs> cool. Yes, literally, that's what she was saying. That's what she was saying. So that's what she talks about. So he, she asked him, okay, well, who are you? What's going on? And, and he explains, it's like, well, I was fighting these soldiers and where I'm from, I'm from a, you know, on my, wherever I'm at. He goes, I don't know where I'm at. You know, am I in a different planet? Am I in a different dimension? He goes, I have no idea. I just know that I was facing these soldiers on my world. We're in a civil war going on right now. And he goes, I'm part of the protract, pro, yes. protectorate, protectorate. Yes, it's it's a very it's a very unique label, and it, trust me, every time I read it, I'm like, "Protractor eight, right? I, okay, because yeah. then there's like them in a different fraction, and the other fraction is the dictator rate. Yes, so like, yes. So, so it, one it, has protected the name, the other one has dictator in the name. So he's from the protectorate, fighting right. the dictator rate. 
Right. And that's how they make the division. And it's a civil war that's been going on since his dad. And since he's been born his whole life, the civil war has been going on his planet. And he looked around outside and he's in Maine and it's nice scenery. And he goes, I haven't seen anything like this on my world in a long time. Every place I've gone has been touched by this civil war that's been going on since my parents have been around. I've never seen anything else. And he kind of likes that. So, you know, now there's two folds going on. He wakes up and he's like, well, this is where I came from. And he's like, I'm either, you know, from another planet or another dimension. I don't know. And she sees the uniform, but he turns around and puts on clothes. So he's a big man. Everyone makes comments about how big of a man he is. Right. You know, he's a, a tall, strapping, like, like, like wrestling body, like, you know, the, the Vince McMahon wrestling bodies, right? They're the he's bigger big guys. He's got the he's long, a big manly white. man. Hmm? He's a big manly man. Manly he's man. Big man. Bounty. Big manly man. Mm. <laughs> Give him a plaid he's shirt and an axe. He's here to pump you up. That's what he's here. <laughs> right? <laughs> All like classics. So this is what happens. This is, this is the character that brought in, and this is how he's being introduced. So he's explained to her, he's like, oh, I have powers. And she's like, sure, you have powers. And, and he didn't demonstrate. So what the first thing he does is like he wants to learn about his surroundings. Mm-hmm. So clearly, he starts reading history books, magazines, science journals, anything along those lines just to learn more about good old planet Earth. There you go. See, kids, stay in school because yeah. if you're not ready to go to another planet and absorb the logic, you might do wrong. You might do wrong indeed. Because she right. was like saying, she had a, basically, as he was trying to get himself back together and get himself, again, it was taking him a while because his body, and we'll get into the powers that he have and whatever the case would be, mm-hmm. but there's a particular um, protector stone that's kind of like infused on his body. Yes. Similar, similar to how Tony Stark had his his uh, arc reactor on his chest, this person right. had it on his body, so he couldn't really remove it. But once he crashed and landed on planet Earth, it took longer than normal for him to just to heal and just gain back his strength. So, hence he's saying to her, I have powers. Sure, couldn't really bring that forth because he was still processing and getting himself regenerated. And um, in regards to the, the reason why I'm bringing all this up about staying in school and learning, you know, before you get on Earth, uh, to a different planet, and when she said, okay, I'll make you some chicken soup. Chicken soup? What's <laughs> that? Now, you know that it must be weird. Who on this God-fearing planet doesn't know the word chicken soup? If you don't know chicken soup, you're an alien. Stay away. You're confused. How you right? don't know about chicken soup, sir? So, come on now, man. Yeah, come on, son. Come on, so, son. So, so basically, yeah, he realizing, uh, I knew it slipped. Uh, I need some books. Anything you have in the house, I'll read it. Let me understand what's on your planet. And there it goes. So it was uh, still a very interesting thing for her because in her mind, she still was kind of like, you're from another planet. Sure, buddy. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Okay. We'll see about that. Right. Now, it was funny because she saw the clothes he was in. She drives mm-hmm. him in, and the first thing she's gonna say, hmm, okay, he slept for three days. Have some chicken soup. And I'll, and the big joke about that is he gets up, he's like, I gotta be on my way. And it's like, yeah. no, no, you still need to rest and get your energy back up. And he's like, no, no, I'm fine. Takes one step. All right, there, I'm okay. Plants. Officer down. Literally. literally. Officer, officer down. Officer down. You know, like literally one step. And he's like, okay, I guess you're right. And he's like, are you hungry? He's like, yeah, I guess I'm hungry. So clearly, there's no language barrier, but there's mm-hmm. not things he understands about, as I said, 
chicken soup. He doesn't know what chicken soup is. So he starts to read. He starts taking all the, the knowledge he can about Earth. And even when she's being sarcastic at certain moments, he takes that seriously. He's reading mm-hmm. a science journal and he, and he's like, Oh, um, you know, she's like, Well, do you want me to invite over this particular scientist? And he's like, Oh, you know, that'd be great. And she's like, sure. I like his readings. No, I was just making fun of. Forget about it. Clearly, sarcasm is not on that planet. <laughs> hmm Pretty much. And he explains, so, and, and to that jewel that he has on his uh, on his chest, right? So mm-hmm. I know Roger's saying it's more like an arc it's reactor, a, but he well, actually it's, not, said, it's, just a, it's just an image, just for just anybody. Image, yes. read, it's just image, but it's all justice stone. Basically, it's a justice stone. Justice That's right. Stone. All That's right. right. So it's a justice stone, and it's not so much dead center. It's more on his on upper part of his chest. chest. Yeah. Right? And it's not like, it, even though it sticks out, it's not overly big that if you put a regular shirt over it, you're pretty much, you're good. You know, mm-hmm. but it's fused. And he says that there is a cold, the closest thing we have to that is like a cold fusion reaction. That's like a cold fusion reactor he had on his chest that generates this power. The reason it took him so long to, re- to get in there, because from where he came from and then coming to Earth, the electromagnetic, electromagnetic field is what threw off the calibration and took him longer to regenerate his powers. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, for the past couple of, first when he gets there, he's there for a couple of days and it's a couple of weeks. And he forms this friendship with Jill, and to the point where Jill's like, "Hey, you know what? Um, all the st- all the money I had to spend at the big and tall store to buy you clothes could, you know, you need to get a job. At least do some chores around the house, because all he's doing is read, 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 read. And for herself, she's a artist. She's a painter. She was specializing in landscapes, and, and that's why she moved out to Maine. So it's gone now from winter to like spring. That's how long have they been there." And then she starts doing abstract art, and she explains why. And he looks, and he's like, "Well, that's weird. Why are you using those the, the, that the, you know those colors?" And she's like, "What are you talking about? I'm doing abstract art." And he goes, "Yeah, but that's a weird color scheme. Maybe she used different colors." So it shows you how fast his mind has picked up on all things in general. Even though he's still got a little bit naive, he's a quick learner. So we know he's a soldier slash police officer because he refers to himself as a lawman. Correct. He, he's a quick learner, so he understands the fundamentals of reading and gaining as much information on his new surrounding as possible. And he has his code of honor, and he explains all that to her. To Jill, she's enticed with the idea because she was living alone for the longest time. And on top of it, she's always trying to keep him a secret. Like, don't go out there. And then when she wants him to go out there, it's like, well, you, and she's trying to explain to him the idea of a superhero. For him, he's like, no, this is my uniform. Just like a fireman would put on a uniform, just like a police officer would put on a uniform and, and go that way. Superheroes have, uni- you know, to his world, he's a police officer. That is his uniform. But to us here, the masses on Earth, it's like, that's a funky getup. It's either you're part of George Clinton's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. parliament or you a superhero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she explains the idea of a superhero and she mentions like young blood for example and she's like well you could be a superhero and get paid and he's like what it's like you need a secret identity he's like why do we got to be all this secrecy stuff and that's what he didn't understand mm-hmm. she she kind of makes her point so as the story progresses the first outing he has is he's you know in the first couple of pages you realize he's crash land he meets Stormwatch, and then this is all a flashback leading up to his encounter with Stormwatch. Right. This shows you the level of power Union has. So Union's there with classic lineup of Stormwatch, and I know I'm not going to get everybody, 
but I know, for example, the leader of Stormwatch was Battalion. Yep, Battalion. You got Fuji. Mm-hmm. You got uh, uh, Winter, who sent his energy. Um, I can't remember the other. There's a couple more people on there. But Stormwatch is, and I like the idea of Stormwatch. We got to talk about him one day. So Stormwatch clearly is a superhero team, mm-hmm. but they are sanctioned by the United Nations as a peace as peacekeepers to go in there in trouble spots and help out, be it if it's a superhero threat, a uh, supervillain threat, or any kind of threat, or even just places where it's, you know, tornadoes and, and then you need the Red Cross. So Stormwatch is there because they're backing up the Red Cross. Right. And they sense an energy there. So this is why they're there to help get out civilians from where they see Union. And where they're seeing Union is this big crater where the town used to be, this particular mm-hmm. town. So, you know, Battalion and Stormwatch starts fighting him. And he's like, hey, no, guys, I'm a lawman. And they're like, well, no, the energy we're tracking, you're giving off that same energy that we see here in this crater. It's like, you're going to give yourself up? And he's like, no, no, just get out of my way. I, I got places to go. And they're like, oh, you're not listening? And they attack him. Clear us, like, you know, when heroes meet, heroes got to fight. Mm-hmm. And he puts up a decent fight against Stormwatch by himself, no backup. And Stormwatch is the team that was trained by Backlash, who they know what to do. Battalion is the man, know what to do. Mm-hmm. And holds his own. Yep. Mm-hmm. They say, then they realize they get called off. The fight stops because the Red Cross calls them and says, oh, there's two kids that are trapped in all this rubble. Someone has to come and get these kids. So Stormwatch takes off saying, you know what? We don't have time to deal with you. There's civilians that need help. We can find you after. We can track down your energy signature, whatever. So Battalion takes the team away. They go in there and start digging up the kids. Of course, Union shows up and he goes, I'm here. How can I help kind of thing? And it's, he helps get the two kids out. But they realize there's another chamber further down. But when they go and check the chamber, there's nothing in the chamber. Everything's destroyed. Mm-hmm. Right? So to gain trust, which was really smart, they're saying, well, how can we trust you? And Union said, well, I've been reading all your stuff, reading your, your what happens here on Earth. If you want to trust me, uh, I've seen it on police shows and all the novels and all that. Take my fingerprints. Again, quick learner, quick study of understanding how the system works. Again, it shows that he is a lawman on his home planet and he understands structures, rules, you know, you know, how things, you know, the order of things and right. realizing that, okay, seeing that and seeing that on shows and whatever the case may realize he's in a very similar situation where he's going to need some type of assistance from them probably, or at least have them feel more reassured that he's not a threat. Here, take, here, uh, uh, Italian, stand still. And on all actuality, I know Italian, this is all futuristic and all, you know, all he has the ability. I, when I read the comic book, it really felt like he was just going to like be arrogant, just as like uh, on Batolian's, uh, Batolian's oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. issue. I was like saying, will he be gangster enough? You know, said, scan it from there. I was, I was, I was going to be weak if he had pulled that. It, it, it looked like he was going to do that. I'm like, oh, that would have been so gully, so gully, so hilarious. If but I love the art though, the artist Mark oh, uh, sure. Texera, Mark Texera. Texera? Mm-hmm. I love this guy's art. I, when he did, you know, Danny Keach Ghost Rider was amazing. I love his art style. And when he did, like, you know, the, the you know Sabretooth series and Wolverine at one point, I love his art style. But, yeah, and this is who's been behind the, the issue. So good on yep. him. Yep, yep, so, yep. Yeah, you're right. So he's like, hey, man, take my fingerprints. 
So gives the fingerprints. Okay, fine. And it works out for him later on because obviously he has nothing to hide. He goes and he's trying to track down. So, you know, there's other small stories in this four issue miniseries and what we, and well, say five issues because we're counting issue zero two. Zero, yeah. So throughout this whole run, you realize where he stands. You realize why he's there. You realize the royal family who's part of the di- uh, dictatorate who's been running okay. things. Every time that his group, Union's group, gets close to finding them and, and trapping them, the royal family and the higher-ups always seem to disappear, and nobody knows where they go. Right. So we find out through the chorus that Union was the, fighting a bunch of these soldiers from the dictatorate. He's getting outnumbered, beaten up. He's fighting them off, and then he gets hit. Like, they take him to the Stargate, and they figure, well, we could thrust, throw him through the Stargate, and the Stargate will kill him off. And just when about to throw him through the Stargate, which would transfer him from their dimension to, to the Earth dimension, Correct. he got hit with an energy bolt, like a, a, a bolt of lightning, which dampered his justice stone. So it kind of calibrated it for Earth. Like it drained all the energy from his dimension, his home planet. Sent, and he went through it, and that's how he was able to survive. Right. Wow. Wow. So this is what I mean by Green Lantern vibes, in the sense that... Mm-hmm. You know, he's got this Justice Stone. Now, the Justice Stone, you know, he's able to pull an energy staff out of this Justice Stone, which gives him flight, mm-hmm. plasma shooting abilities. The stone gives him strength, endurance, healing factor. You know, he can, he can, he can drain energy, makes energy shields to protect himself. And then he can use the staff to fight as a, a true quarter staff, or he can, you know, have it as two sticks like yep. Nightwing and just right. pop, 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 cuff you out. So he's also hand to hand combat. Like mm-hmm. he's a soldier. This is what he was born and raised to do. So when he gets to Earth, he's like, okay, I know what's going on. I He's recovered his energy. And he goes on his adventures and it kind of comes for a circle. So you realize that the, the royal family from the dictatorate, always when they're about to get captured, teleports back to Earth. This is why they can never be found in their home dimension. They had an escape plan. They had a base set up on Earth. Mm-hmm. He finds out that people from his dimension, from the dictatorate, came over to Earth like 30 years ago. Right. Basically. But, it's, yeah, go on, Rod. No, no, I'm just saying. It's bas- basically, if you want this, the similarities, we will see it shortly. The Secret World Wars type of analogy or aka right. the scrolls invasion this is going to be very similar in that same realm that the dictators the taters um the taters dictatorship i'm just going to say ship right now dictatorship they will be the one they basically have been living on earth for 30 years literally grown roots had families you know built lives for themselves and just basically worked as a a working cell yep <laughs> on earth just waiting for the right time to come together and conquer it so that's basically was one of their main plans is to harbor all, harbor all the resources and just take over planet earth so it has been a very uh well orchestrated and organized plan for the past 30 years it's very very long good. game playing the long game indeed and uh you you find we find this out through the yeah, issue zero issue zero where we we start to find out about the quick little history with uh omen and when he when he was born 
and how yep. his father was basically uh let me just see if I see Oh, his father was a pathfinder. Pathfinder. His father was a pathfinder. I guess is a higher up in the ranks. Yes. of of the protectors and as he was saying when the time when his when Omen was born, he vaguely remember when this war when there wasn't a war. So there may it's, it's not specifically saying that from the early days of his father's days that the war was there or not, but it just shows how long the war between the protector rights rates and the dictatorates have been going ongoing. Now that Owen is now not full age, but of age, you know, of his particular stature and everything like that. So we're easily looking at, like you said, 30 years on there on planet Earth. I'm probably that war could have been that civil war could have been easily been going on for the past 30, 50, 50, easy. 60, easily 50, 60 years easily. Easy for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that's what was interesting is that so when he got there to Earth, he got there, he lost his energy, he was saved by Jill, living with Jill, you know, and it seemed that they started a, a little bit of a romantic relationship. Jill definitely liked, you know, Orm a lot and mm-hmm. or grows to like him a lot and really wants a relationship with him. And really, she kind of keeps him secluded, partially because she's trying to keep him safe. But at the other point is all her past relationships have been failed. And now mm-hmm. she's finally got somebody who's not distracted by anything outside, she is the prime uh, soul soul person of of him. Of his interest. That's his sole interest. His sole interest interest. of of individuals would be her. So she's basically trying to indirectly to say capitalize on that opportunity and making sure that any type of action that uh, you need to go anywhere, um, I'll go with you. Uh, You need to do that, uh, I'll be with you on that. So basically, all he knows, knowing that he's basically is a, a, a planetary type of refugee, and he is his, she is his sole anchor to this earth. She's making sure she's capitalizing, making sure that anything you do, uh, I'm keeping you close by. Absolutely, she didn't want to let that go, so mm-hmm. she kind of you know, hinder him because he's always talking about returning to his planet, wherever it is, the other dimension, another universe. He's looking to return back home. He wants to return back home. I, I, but, you know, at moments he hesitates. And then at one point he's talking about, they have a conversation and she's like, oh, so you're going to leave me? And he goes, well, look, if I let it leave, I will come back and let you know I'm leaving. Don't worry about it. Because he thought this one villain called the quickness. <clears throat> you know, and, and he was like a speedster and figure speed demon from Marvel. He's got, you know, the costume, and the costume's got cybernetics that's intertwined into the guy's nervous system, and he uses it to rob banks, and he calls himself the quickness. <laughs> okay, I like it. And when, you know, Union deals with him, at one point, the quickness is able to drain some of Union's power, and he becomes even faster. But then this is when Union realizes at one point when they're fighting again for the rematch, it's like, wait a minute, if you drain my power, I can drain yours, and, and kind of mm. drained and overloaded him, and that's how they're able to capture him. When the police got involved, him and Jill got into an argument, and he said, hey, you have Stormwatch, you got Youngblood, you got all these other uh, agencies and superhero groups. Maybe if you could have not tried to keep me so much of a secret, I could have worked with them for them to help me get me home. And he goes, he called her, and he called her out. He's like, you just want me here for yourself and nobody else. You just want me to be your secret and, mm-hmm. and not have like, my own kind of life. And she got offended by that. They had an argument because at the time, they were in New York City when, they, when he battled the quickness. 
Mm-hmm. So she left. He's like, hey, the hotel room here is paid till the end of the week. Do what you want to do. I'm out. And he was pissed off, too. Like he's He's got a temper, this hero. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, fine. So he dealt with the quickness. He gets brought in by the police. The police said, hey, okay, well, you're sure you're a hero? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm a hero. Sure you're a hero. We never heard of you. So he goes down to the police station, and Jill's like, you know what? You want to be on your own? I'm not going to bail you out. Do you. Right. And he's in the police station saying, hey, you know what? If you bring me my bag with my uniform, because at the time he was trying to stop the quickness in the first fight, he was still in civilian clothes. He's like, bring me my, bring me my backpack. You'll see my uniform. Cop's like, sure, whatever can help out, sir. He's being sarcastic, but he still yeah. does it. Sees the outfit, and he goes, oh, okay. Well, I had this old 83-year-old woman who said she was shaft from young blood and had a costume with a little arrow like Cupid, and, you know, I'm supposed to believe her. Now, this is what gets me. is like, they're being dismissive, but clearly when he shows up on the scene the first time when this officer saw him, dude was flying. <laughs> right. Right? Um, so he goes, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm not here to fight. I'm one of you. I'm a police officer. I'm a law. I'm a lawman. It's like, well, yeah, how? He's like, look at my fingerprints. <laughs> You know, exactly. Check for Stormwatch. I'm sure they got something on me. And, and that was it. Like, sure, no problem. He's okay. Oh, shoot. <laughs> he wasn't lying. Uh, uh, okay, Union. Um, thank you for your time. We, we appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Right? That's exactly what it is. But Union was smart by giving his fingerprints and putting himself in the system. He knew any kind of law situation. He understands how the law works. He's a man himself exactly. that way. Mm-hmm. Turned around, like, run my fingerprints. Oh, Stormwatch says you're okay. Well, I guess I'm good to go, huh? Uh, you're free to go. <laughs> Dude, Superhero privilege. <laughs> Superhero privilege. Right? But he still goes, tracks down the guy, the quickness, deals with him. But during that encounter, you know, you start seeing a little bit more of his history, and you see the guy who made the quickness, the guy who gave him that, and the you got this guy. His name's uh, Mino. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like M N E N O, and he's got his friend there, uh, Mister Anderson, or you know, Doctor, or, or uh, yeah. So they got him captured. He's like, how'd you capture me? He's like, oh, well, you found our base. We overflooded your energy. You blacked out. We captured you here. It's like I don't take any necessary risk. So Mino looks like another version of Mojo. About the same. Yep. Right? Like he's yep. in that chair with the mechanical legs. He's got the big head. He looked like Mojo from Mojo slash the leader. Yes. The body, the body, the body majority outer structure of Mojo uh, does have the, the uh, Mojo head to a certain degree. But then right. I was looking, I'm thinking like, you know what? If you're supposed to be an evil, a genius kind of scenario. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a little touch of leader on you. I'm gonna give you a little touch of leader on you. Exactly. Good call. And in that issue, turns around they had a mind probe, so you see all the kind of a, a flashback of what's going on. And he's like, ah, oh. you know. Yeah. At one point, uh, Union gets free. He sees, you know, Mister Anderson is like, hey man, I don't want to fight you. And Anderson like pushes him, and then Union punches him, and he's like, oh gosh. We're like, oh geez, oh gosh, my hand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, turns around and. Hits him again, and his head flies off, and you realize, oh, wait a minute, this, this is a robot. I don't have to hold back. Like, wrecks him in, like, two hits. Right. Right? Goes after Mino. Mino's not even there. It's a hologram. He's like, I don't take unnecessary risk, Yun-Yun. But then you see, back at the main base where Mino's at, there's another Protectorate soldier. Mm-hmm. And his Justice Stone is shattered, and he's in suspend animation. He goes, 
I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find out his secrets and find a way to fix you and bring you back. You know, and that's how it cuts. So that's a little subplot that's there that doesn't get wrapped up in the mini series. That's more in the main series. We're talking at the mini series right now that we're going into. Yeah. You know, in the mini series, you see the king there, that guy, Regent. And if you read issue zero, you find Ooh. out more about him. Yeah. He's the prince, you know, of the detectorate, and he wants to take on obviously that's his main villain or villain to be to Union. But they don't meet and, in the miniseries. We as a reader see them. Right. We don't see them interact in the miniseries. Uh, unless you go back and read issue zero, you see there's a little bit of interaction there with some other characters. Right. All right. We move on. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, issue four, you know, in issue three, you see a woman show up and we know this mm-hmm. woman is his girlfriend, I would say, Leah. Yep. She, she was his commanding officer and she shows up at Jill's house. And then he realized during his last adventure, like, man, I miss Jill. Even though we had this argument, I'm going to fly back and, you know, let's see, we work things out. So when he gets there, he walks in and he sees maybe girlfriend to be with past girlfriend and another guy. And he's like, oh. <laughs> uh, I see, I see. <laughs> and Aaliyah's like, well, what's going on, Union or Orm? Uh, I'm sorry, Omen. She's like, what's going on, Omen? And he's like, well, you know, uh, I've been having some adventures and this is what's been going on. And Jill's like, well, I've told him everything. And he's like, well, I didn't tell, he's like, she can't know everything because I didn't tell her. I didn't tell Jill everything. Right. And Aaliyah was all happy, like, ah, see, she had this little smug face going on. Like, see, I kind of, I'm still number one. So at one point he goes to give her a hug. uh, Omen goes to give Aaliyah a hug and she's like, no, no, we're here for business and we can discuss our personal matters later. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Something seems to be going on here. So he goes back, kind of does a little bit flashback, and explains that when he went and met Stormwatch and wanted to help them out at the city with this big crater, it was because of him. When we go back to issue number one, and you see the opening pages where you see a man with his son fishing, that's where it came down to because, you know, Union was flying around to trying to find some more of these dictatorate soldiers. And he picked up some of their energy and they saw him. So a bunch of them flew out and started fighting him right away. And he was outnumbered. He was outgunned. They they also have justice stones and powered by different uh similar energy. Mm. Right? And you can always tell the difference because for him, his justice stone would give him like a green staff or a blue one, depending on the rank. And they and the enemies have red ones, almost like the Star Wars with the Jedi's and the Sith. And they start fighting. Big fight breaks out. They capture him. They bring him to the underground base. You know, and even when they capture him, the guy who was fishing comes out and his son's like, Dad, what's going on? And he's like, stay back, son. Let me handle this. And he opens his plaid shirt and pulls out. You see a justice stone. He pulls out a staff, breaks uh, Union staff in half, cracks his, just, his justice stone. They bring him back to the cabin, underground base. You know, Union wakes up. What's going on? The soldiers start beating him. They're trying to get information saying, you know, he's like, well, look, I just came here by fluke. It's like, no, no, you're a spy, and we can't let you go back. We want the information, and then we're going to kill you. And then one of the leaders, the commanders for the Earth Forces shows up. So a big fight breaks out between all of them, and, and Union's losing. And he looked at this, and he says, well, I'm going to die. And if I'm going to die, I'm taking these guys with me. 
and there was a big explosion from his cracked justice stone. As I said, this thing was a cold fusion reactor. Mm-hmm. So it obliterated. It just caused a crater where this little town was. Just boom, done. Union survived. Mm-hmm. Union now wrought with guilt. Not because he killed off the soldiers, but he knew that these soldiers were integrating into human society. They had kids of their own. The kids were innocent. They weren't from that dimension. They came here. It was almost like Invincible, where Invincible's dad came to Earth, pretended to be, well, I'm here to help out Earth. And that was their way was to, you know, have kids to build up their their ranks. So that's what they were doing. These cells Mm -hmm. were happy. And when Union realized that he killed this little boy who you seeing who was fishing with his dad, even though his dad was a soldier, the kid wasn't. Union said, that's it. I can't live with this. I don't want to carry on. I want to just end my own life. You know, and I'm like, well, I took a dark turn. And he sees the commanding officer's staff, which is blue. And he goes, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the staff and he's going to jam it into his justice stone. And he goes, the, the, the shock and everything will, you know, end his life. That was his goal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, no. So fate had Not other today. ideas for him. Not today, sir. Not today. Not today. His Justice Stone absorbed the staff. His Justice Stone changed color. His Justice Stone gave him more power. It healed itself and him. Nice. And then he came out. And when he was recovering, it took him like a day to recover. He kind of got out the crater. He was behind a tree, recovering outside of this crater outside the town. That's when Stormwatch shows up. And then he goes back saying, hey, let me help you, the battalion and the rest of them, not knowing that he was the cause of this explosion. But he's even saying, I'm a failure as a soldier. I was a failure to just stop them. And I was even fail. I even failed in taking my own life. Like, that's how down in the dumps. But he goes, I think I've been giving a second chance here, and I've got to make the best of it. So he retells this whole tale. So this brings you back to issue one. With Battalion and all of them. This brings you back to, you know, why he tried to gain their trust, his change mentality. And he's telling this to his girlfriend, Aaliyah. And she's like, okay. She's like, well, you know what? You usually have to calibrate your stone. And what you're telling me is one, you came through the gate, didn't do to calibrate, didn't get it calibrated. Right. Two, you got a commander's power, you know, power staff, which updated your justice stone, which gave you your if you look at the color of it, you're a higher rank. But officially, you're still a relayer. And and he's like, well, I'm not leaving. I'm not going back to Ajia. That's where he's from, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. And she's like, no, no, okay. He's like, you have to come back. She's like, I'm your superior officer. He goes, yeah. But according to what you said, can you force me? (laughs) And you all thought I was dead. So Right. He told you straight, you thought I was dead. You moved on quickly to this new uh, lapdog of yours. And of course, the new boyfriend's like, hey, hey, hey. And she's like, no, no, don't try it with him. <laughs> because she has a new relayer, and clearly that new relayer is her boyfriend. But as you know from issue zero, Aaliyah and uh, Omen were in the same high school. They, they were mm-hmm. same, you know, they were, they were childhood sweethearts. Mm-hmm. And that's what went on. So that's, that's the whole story there with Union, that she realized that she couldn't force him back. She's like, well, I'll give you a couple of things. One, the prince is somewhere on earth. He go come looking for you for answers. He's like, I bet on it. Two, that Stargate that brings you back to our dimension. She's like, we're going to shut it down. But no, it wasn't made on our side. It was made using Earth technology. 
Oh, so where we go back, my role is to shut it down. So if you're, you're staying, you're stuck here for life. And he's like, I'm comfortable with that. See ya. <laughs> Do sis. Do sis. And, and that's where that issue ends off, where mm-hmm. him and Jill come to understanding where Jill's like, hey, how come you didn't tell me you had a, you had a girlfriend? He goes, well, I don't know. <laughs> and he laughs. Like, he knew the relationship. He's like, I thought I was never going to get home. She thought I was dead. Clearly, she's moved on. Well, then my life can go on. I'm staying right. here. And the reason he stays is because he's honor bound to do right, to get rid of the rest of the soldiers that are there, uh, that are like in sleeper cells, to kind of rid them so Earth doesn't have to deal with it. Correct. He knows the potential of what problems could definitely lie off of them wanted to take over the planet wanted to start some type of war started to do something evil so he is as barry said he's honor bound in that regard that you know him being a soldier him being a police officer him being a man of his word that his job is to take down quote unquote the enemy who are who are they who are the uh directorates i mean i'm just reading properly uh, directorates he's honored to take them down so my job's not done. That's where the green, that's where the green lantern aspect comes in. My job's not done. I'm just going to have to stick it out. So we'll give him the, the top hat movement for that. That is a good deal. I like that, sir. Good for you. You are a man of honor. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> he is. And keep in mind, with all this tale that's going on, he, mm-hmm. that's one thing that they, they, they really, they went over really quick was because of his actions on earth, he single single handedly ended the war uh, for his home planet. Right. He he could have gone home and he w- and he said you would be hailed a hero. They, we have mm-hmm. a lot of questions for you, but you'd be hailed a hero because you single handedly stopped the civil war. You stopped the civil war. So even though you're a lower rank, you're gonna come back. You're gonna be welcomed as a hero. Your life could have been, even if his girlfriend moved on, his life was blessed <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Feel the conquering hero. Right? Thank you. Sorry, it just came to my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's true. He would have been it, but he decided to stay on and still go on with that role. So Union ran pretty much, I mean, this character was in 72 issues. So take away, so he got issue, you know, uh, issue zero, and then Mm -hmm. four issues in his miniseries. So five issues in a miniseries altogether, right? Mm -hmm. And then he had, like, you know, altogether 72 you know, and then he comes back, and, it, and there was changes that went on, and they retconned him a couple of times. But I'm going with the right. original. So 72 right. issues, and he showed up, and he showed up, and crisscrossed in a lot of the image events. He dealt with Wildcats. He dealt with um, uh, Stormwatch. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he dealt with Youngblood. He's he's crisscrossed uh, with with a lot image, of a lot, a lot of image image characters, basically. Oh yeah, but he's crisscrossed with a, the main image universe, like you know, Supreme. He dealt with. Mm-hmm. So all these people, he he didn't deal with just, he dealt with the heavy hitters. Right. He dealt with the heavy hitters. So how did this character not get more love in my, in my opinion and sense? Well, I mean, not say he didn't get love, but I'm saying, you know, he was always up there with somebody, you know, uh, of, you know, it wasn't like the unknown hero. He's dealing, I mean, you're dealing with the heavy hitters. And at one point in the storyline, he doesn't even need his, he has the Justice Stone. He loses the Justice Staff, and he usually uses the Staff to help fly and stuff like that. But at one point, 
all those powers go into his own body. So he doesn't even need right. the staff. The stone is just there more for show. He, he All this goes into his own body, becomes more of a Superman character than anything else. This is why we're talking about Union today. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's go. Nice. Whew. All right, then. That, that's my, my chat of it there. So, Rod, what do you think of Union? Listen, Union is a very interesting character. Uh, as we kind of like said and pointed out, I was mentioning the relationship or the similarities for us to have a good context that he is a soldier. He's a police officer. So he's like um, like a Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps type of individual. He's part of right. a unit. He's part of a, of a society that he understands there's laws and there's rules, regulations and stuff that he must uphold and obtain at all costs. Because that's who he was breaded, trained to be. You see? Um, you definitely do see the the hero's upbringing in issue zero again with his friends and having that connection with uh, uh, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. So basically, and there's another individual. I can't remember his name right at this time, but there were right. like three of them basically. So I'm gonna go to hopefully because that third character is gonna be somewhere later on. I'm like we'll bring they'll bring him back in, or that was the intention of it. Um, but he himself. He's a, he's a character basically having those type of um, learning type of mechanisms of learning a new a new land. What I like uh, what I like about him in regards to now he's a full adult he's a full grown adult. He's now flipped into a new universe. Yeah, everything now is new to him. Yes. So you're now watching these things through a new set of eyes. Things that we've taken for granted. Things that we understand. Chicken noodle soup. We understand chicken noodle soup. Mm-hmm. We know what chicken noodle soup can do for your body and how it can help you to get better and recovering to be the full individual that you need to be. But no, he has no clue of the power of chicken noodle soup. <laughs> he will now learn today about the power of chicken noodle soup. Oh this, man. This is this is these are these small little nuances, which is great that we can start seeing him adjusting to the civil laws, understanding about police. And you know how you know how the structure of police officers work, and how he can basically say, "Oh, compare it off along that line." How relationships are, and that coming from a war-torn civil war type of environment, right, how right. things were always go go go. There's always something going. It's not like it was quiet that often. Majority no. of time, it's like no. there was something always going on. Now he's on a other side of the fence where everything is practically quiet. For action-wise, it's quiet. You can have a nice evening where you can just look at the stars. There's an episode, there's an issue, or there's a couple of panels where he was saying along that line, this is so quiet. He is just basically saying it's so uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, it's so unknown to him. Yes. So yes. having these type of connections, these type of, of subplots and sub layers of, of the character we're starting to learn through him you know we again coming from the world of say Stormwatch and stuff like that these these are individuals who are heroes whatever the case would be and you now any type of action any type of word that is written any you know phrases we right. understand how they would relate to it now with Union it's a whole different dynamic so this is what I like about it that you're now looking for we're now having a superhero and we're looking through the superhero as he 
navigates and starts to learn the environment where he is and his surroundings around him and how he can, how, how is injecting himself into that environment, how he can do it so well. So to me, that's a, that's a great character that is, um, is good to see, is good to be, good to be brought to the light. And as we say, this is, this is what we do. We find characters that are very unique, very different. And we yes. want to say, okay, what's special about you? Why, why should we have this conversation about you? And now we start to understand this is, this is part of the reason why, part of the layer of why we're bringing to the forefront and why we're going to let everybody know about Union from Image yes, and how he can be someone to take note of when we go from there. Right. Look, as I said, you said chicken noodle soup, man. I don't even know he's ready to handle sauce. Listen, listen, um, listen, I feel for the guy. You brought in the per- perfect word. Listen, listen, I, for all we know, this man doesn't have anything called flying fishy. You don't know what fish looks like when they're flying across the air. He may be confused. You tell no him, put flying a little sauce, fish, no sauce. Put some sauce, put a sauce in this man's chest. This man would be like saying, what is sauce? Why do this thing taste so good? Oh, you my know? goodness. Oh, this, no cuckoo. No cuckoo. <laughs> Jeez, poor uh, boy. He don't know, he don't know, no macaroni pie. What? Are you even ready for Sorrel? Oh, jeez. Um, uh, listen, listen, this boy. You know, we're coming up to the holiday Sorrel coming up. Man, he, he ain't even ready for that. He he ain't ready for no Bayesian no, cuisine. You know, no, no rum, no, no rum cake or anything like that. This boy be, this poor boy be lost. He be confused. So mm. listen, we we gonna we gonna have to help set this man straight. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we need to have this character come to life. Now, how we could do that, and when we do, when it's done. Um, again, um, this is for the executive and the producers who are about to produce this movie or this particular character in any particular form or fashion. Make sure you don't forget us. We'll be there so we can help the little Caribbean aspect so we can just interject, interject that and put that in there. Just saying. Anyway, so oh. as it normally goes, um, yeah, Barry, so I think that's, that's over you at that point of the game. And we'll be part of the fun part. We'll be going to make a little, uh, show your cards. So who do you got? What you got? What you saying? What you got? Who, who, who? Would be your union. Wow. Okay. Straight now. So time to fan cast. You're right, Rodney. We're at that point, and it's now time to fan cast this hero. So first of all, I I looked at this and I liked all the aspects of it. Right. So you hit off the aspects of the human aspect. I think he was a warrior. He's he's known war his his whole his whole life. That's all he's known. And coming to oh. Earth, he's now seeing a different aspect of it. He saw how things can be when you just slow down and smell the roses. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Let's get right down to the brass tacks. First, um. I think DC, Marvel, you have your heroes. Image, we know Spawn. But everyone just mm-hmm. knows Spawn from Image. They don't know anybody else from, like, really, you know, uh, Spawn and um, Savage Dragon, right? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Wildcats. They had their cartoon. But live action? Come on now. I, I You know, we had Bloodspot, Blood um, you know, with Vin Diesel. But yeah. let, let's just go back. And I know one actor, to me, he, he's done it a lot better. And, I mean, you know, rest in peace, Jason David Frank. Um, you know, he did that with Ninjak takes on the universe that hit with his portrayal of uh blood spot was d- perfect. So, uh, I'll, I'll just put that out there. If you know anyone that needs any kind of help, please reach out, check in on your friends and family. And for those, if you're in something, you think you're too deep, you can't get out. There's always a way, you know, reach for the, the hotlines and talk to somebody, even if it's talk a stranger, just talk, exactly. just talk, just talk. That's really what it is. Yeah, that that's that's what I want to say on that aspect. That was that one hit me hard. Um, but getting back to the fan casting, yes, absolutely. So 
I would want to see this, an image here, well, spend the money. Uh, you know, and it's an image slash DC kind of thing, right? Wildstorm, yeah. spend the money, spend mm-hmm. the money, spend the money. I want a live action movie, yeah. mm-hmm. right? This is what I see. This this can be a live action movie, and it doesn't have to be all done in one. You can guys can do this as a two parter or, or, or three parter, really, if you want to go with this. Everything is a trilogy. I don't think it needs to be be a trilogy. Maybe good a good two movies of a good run length. Um, you know, so put in the special effects. Like, don't hold back with this one. I don't say you got to go crazy with the special effects. Keep it to the story, right? Don't put in a special effect to take away from the story. That being said, mm-hmm. this particular guy who I have to play Union, I might have used him before, but I think he really could do it well. I, I've seen him in other movies. He's he's played the action role, and he really commits to the role. I believe he can carry across the emotion of the hot-temperedness, um, the the honor, the the duty, the the softer side of it with showing more of a human aspect, even though he's an alien, but the humor aspect of in, in, enjoying his surroundings and nature. And he's done this already in a previous role on different levels. So I'm going with Alexander Skarsgård. So if you're not sure, Alexander Skarsgård was in the movie in 2016, The Legend of Tarzan. He played Tarzan. Along with Margot Robbie and Samuel Jackson. Okay. Right. Okay. He's he's got the height. He's mm-hmm. cut. You know. All right. If you got to put on, uh, you know, a, a wig and let him have the white hair and long hair. Okay. Samuel Jackson puts on a wig for every movie, so this is part of it. He's got that physique overall. He might. And if you remember him in Legend of Tarzan, he 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 was cut. He was cut. He was cut. He had the physique. You know. Mm-hmm. He could be doing that now, or if he wanted to add on a couple of pounds, but I really go with Alexander Skarsgård to be Union from Image Comics and let him really get into that role. He's a great actor. Don't let him hold back. Let him really sink his teeth into the into the to the into the work. If you looked at him for Tarzan, he played Lord Greystoke so well back in you know when he was being a civilian, so to speak, mm-hmm. in England, and then when he got him back into the jungle. He, you could see that he does appreciate the nature and the beauty. Okay, so keep take those parts there from that character, translate right. him into this, and and give him that role. You know, don't don't let him kind of make it flat. So the screenwriting has to be done. Stay close to the source material. I could see one movie would cover pretty much this miniseries, right? With flashbacks with issue zero. Yeah. So the five issue, let's say the five issue miniseries. Let's just put it that way of Union. And then we could kind of go into, um, and it'd be a great way for Image to bring in some of their other characters where they can just mm-hmm. cast them in cameo roles. Like cast, cast, let them have that five minute interaction with Stormwatch. Trust me, in this day and age, what do we learn? Fans will eat it up. Nice. Anytime you saw Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury show up in somebody else's movie, be it the end of Iron Man, be it when he showed up, uh, you know, the Incredible Hulk, and just little roles, even on Agents of Shield, people ate it up to the point mm-hmm. where they did the Avengers movie. We know in future he comes a backup member for Stormwatch, but him just interacting with Stormwatch just for those couple of minutes, you are about to create something way bigger than Image needs to. Image has been watching what's been going on. I know they have Jamie Foxx coming out to play Spawn. Okay, granted, that's their, you know, that's who they know. Todd McFarlane knows the business, but this this would be 
a nice role because just like Iron Man was out of Marvel, out of the Marvel characters you could start it with, they went with Iron Man first. Not 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 really Spider Man for the Marvel universe. I'm talking the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We know Spider Man's owned by Sony, but for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, out of all the people they could have done, they went Iron Man. And everyone was like, Iron Man? Really? That's what you're starting off with? Okay. So let's take that whole thing. You know, Wildstorm. Uh, sorry, it's a young, uh, well, you know, you got Savage Dragon. You got all the ones we mentioned before. Uh, Storm. We can just simply start off with just one character. And this, since this one character is intertwined with everybody else, okay, they can you can have it. So first movie covers the main five-issue miniseries. Second movie could be like turning points of what's happening with the character, you know, and and third movie could be his final big battle with the regent that that prince and see what happens from there, right? Mm-hmm. Or put it to two movies. Say, hey, here's the first movie. Do a little bit of a montage flashback like they did in the Watchmen movie, right? Where it could kind of maybe cover some little key points there to see, okay, well, what's happening, and then just do the second movie where it just wraps up his storyline, right? If they don't want to spend money for three movies, but definitely that's what it is. Two to three movie picture deal. Alexander Skarsgård. He's Union. He's Ohm, uh, Omen. That that's who I'm going with. Okay. Okay. That's 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 good. I can I can see I can see what you're saying. I can see where you're pulling up from stuff Thank like y'all. that. I'll say for me now. Uh-huh. I, I I'm I think I believe it, I'm in the same mental realm with you in regards to someone I might have already used before. Mm-hmm. Um. He has a couple of character, a couple of shows, movies that he's done, and I'm going to try to see if I can pull from that. But basically, I would like to use Liam Helmsworth. Oh, okay, okay. So, so as as you say, well, you know, I'm like, you know what, Liam Helmsworth. Okay, okay. So we're gonna we're, we're gonna you know just the obvious. We're gonna say, oh, his brother, his brother. Yes, he happened to have a brother, just happened to buy the name of Chris. I'll just. We'll just take it out there, whatever case it be. But Liam himself has been in a good amount of different shows, a couple of movies he's been in, and at least two different franchises that we know of mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of people, uh, Hunger Games, he's been in the yes. Hunger Games. Sorry, three, Hunger, Hunger Games, he's been in Independent, uh, Independent Day. Yeah. Uh, he's also has been in, um, where is that, the, 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 uh, uh, the Expendables. Right. Yes. 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 So, so out of all these three, we're now we're going to talk about, you know, he's, we need someone who's action. We need someone who's tall. We need someone who's can be cut and everything like that. So okay. at least we can say that, okay, he has the height. Yeah. Uh, we've seen his brother work out and his brother can, is chop, is cut. So, I mean, I'm sure the DNA is probably in there. You know, Chris can tell him, listen, three eggs. Don't need four. Three is enough for you. Do this and do that. He'll tell you how to bulk up. He'll be right, okay. Right. I think I think Liam will be okay with that. He'll follow his brother's direction. I'm sure. Okay. Um, but if we're gonna go, we're gonna go with the shows of um, Hunger Games. We need some action. We need to know this this individual has the ability to 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 run and not look like he's about to pass out. Look like he can he can handle himself in a, in a in a in a in an environment of war torn action type of scenario so now we're pulling from the expendables we're mm-hmm. pulling from that aspect we're pulling from the hunger games you know having that type of war torn independence day yes he was um I, he was jake nice. morrison in there in that regard but i would like him to be there now i didn't get a chance to say it but i would do the same thing i would put this as a movie and now sometimes my criteria depending on what what the whole 
character? What are they bringing? What can they do? You know, how cinematic is it going to be? Is it something that's going to be too much? Is you know, sometimes I say the character does a the character does a whole lot of cinematic type of action that you're going to realize that's a lot of CG it's going to cost. We're going to go to a cartoon. We're going to go for that something a lot a little smaller right, scale. Okay. For this particular individual, there's not that much type of cinematic you know like money will be poured into cg so you could say okay like you now you can you can like his action is bringing the staff the staff from his chest um mm-hmm. flight and stuff like that which they're doing flight like 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 water like butter right now so right you're not using if anything we're all now working on the on the chest and having the ability to come out the glowing staff and everything like that so now if it's just that or two or three people who's going to have that type of scenario depending on how many scenes you're gonna have like that? You could pour the money and make that that shaft look everything look crystal clean and clear, like saying it's re-, like you can literally visually yes. see how clean that's going to be. Pour the money yes. into that, so the money could be well spent and well used properly, and and give us a good cinematic type of visual effects that we're going to say kudos, touche, touche. That was good. That was good. That was good. Touche. So um yeah, so I'm gonna go with Liam because I feel Liam has the ability. He has done numerous type of um different movies where he can pull that type of character to be that soldier type of i'm on i'm focused this is what i gotta do um like i know my role as being uh, a protectorate protectorate and i just know i'm a i'm a soldier i'm a police officer i'm just like obeying by the law and uh i'm honor bound to do what, what is right right I, I feel that he'd be able to pull that type of characteristics characteristics and pull that into the screen and give us a good show. Again, you go back to writing. You know, what we always say, strong, stay with the source material. Yes. Stay with the strong, stay with the, uh, the source material. You will now have something to do. You're going to modernate it, modernize it, fine. It will be great to see him trying to learn differences about South. That will be great. South. I would love to see Liam trying to figure out South. What's South? What's chicken noodle soup? What's South? Yes. Those will be the little comical punchlines that'll be that he has some, sure yeah. some humor to it, and I feel that he'd be able to he'd be able to pull that off uh, very well. You know, the humor aspect of it, you got to be playing off of Sly, playing off of Jason on Expendables and stuff like that, Terry mm-hmm. on stuff like that. So yeah, he he could he could do the little comedies, you know, the little little satire type of joke type of uh, one liners that have like that'll make you like chuckle, like, shake your head, like oh you're yeah, that was funny, sir. <laughs> that was funny. Back to the show. Type of scenario. So yeah, I can I'll see give it. it to them. So I will. Okay. Give, I will give it to Liam. I will give it to Liam. Okay. Okay. Cool. I like that. So you know, and and I and, and that's what I said. We know who the creators are. It's Jim Lee and Michael Hessler. And I would mm-hmm. say that you need to make sure you deal with them. And that, of course, the writer of those first um, that miniseries have that writer be there. I mean, as a consultant. I mean, really, let's get it right. If you get it right, I know what saying goes. Build it, and they will come. So, yeah, and, and and even on that point, you were saying yeah. earlier in regards of going like a two or three three movie, but having the ability that you can interact interact with different characters, you're absolutely correct. We start bring you start bringing in uh, people from Youngblood in there. You start bringing in you know, Ravenger. Uh, you start bringing in Bat- Batolian, uh, Batolian from, from but, Stormwatch. Yeah, Battalion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battalion, sorry. Battalion even even Velocity, <laughs> even Velocity Velocity. shows up. Exactly. And she's just a cameo. She doesn't even do anything. She's just walking with some groceries, and he flies by, and he sees her. And like, okay, that's that's all we need right now. 
If, if Image is going to throw their their name in the hat, you don't need to have them in every big battle fight scene. Just wait. It's like, hey, Velocity, what's going on? Hey, gone. Stormwatch. Yeah. Okay, they show up. They quick two second battle. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, you helping help? Yeah. Okay, boom. All right, gone. Yeah. Put right? put it in there that if people, it's good that you you put the name drop in there. That yes. Fans will know. Fans fans who know will know. Those who don't know must realize after is at the end of the movie, like they said, they said Stormwatch twice. Who is what is Stormwatch? Oh, oh that's what right? you want. That's what you want. So you basically have these name drops throughout the movie or anything like that that basically is properly written in. I, I say, I say, this is a good opportunity for Image to, like you say, to start to kick off. Well, they're kicking off with Jamie Shaw, with uh, Jamie Fox. Yes, Spawn. Perfect. Okay. So that's perfect. So we're now they're basically building the image universe. No problem. But are the IU get up get the IU set up that way? Perfect. You got another installment of the IU right here. And you do another installment of the IU right there. Listen, as we know, this is what this is what DC's doing right now. You just read it. James Gunn is I saying they're right. about to lay out in this in February. January, uh-huh. February said two months. Said two months they're gonna start laying out the giving us their eight, ten year plan. I'm like, okay. They understand this is this is the rule, like you and I have said on this show, that that's what unfortunately what DC lacked is that they just took it that Marvel was kind of like joking around when they did Iron Man and thought, ah, it's not going to last. And then Captain America, it's not going to last. And Thor, it's not going to last. And wait a minute, it's still lasting. We got Iron Man 2 coming in. What? And and Cap 2. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. They brought them all together? We need the rake of the Avengers. <laughs> Confused. Was that their plan in the beginning? How come no one told us this? And then be like, you guys should have been planning from then properly instead of just trying the little one, two, and then we're going to reset. One, two, reset. No. Marvel went for the long game. Now, I'm happy. DC is now going to go for the long game. That's what you need to do. Image, now is the time. You're starting off for all we know. I'm, again, hopefully Image has seen that. They realized, hey, DC, you dropped the ball. We dropped the ball too. We didn't, re- we didn't react fast enough. Cool. But we're not out of the gate. So now we're coming out of the gate. We've seen the powers of Marvel Universe. Let's sit down and start making an IU. Let's start making an image universe and psh, go forward. So for right. all we know, they are doing that. I hope so. We'll find out. We'll see. If not, image, this is another segue you can add on to your universe. Think about Union. That's all yep, we're saying. Yep, yep. I, 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 see, I can't even do image cinematic universe because that comes with the yeah. ICU. Uh, right. and, and that's the, so we're just going to do IU. 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 Image universe. Image universe. Hashtag IU. Not not ICU because, yeah. once again, that's going to look like it's on life support and we on life support. So hashtag IU. We will put that out there. Hashtag IU. Image universe. Here we go. Yeah. Let's do it. Facts. Well, mm. this brings us to the end of Ooh. another show. Please like, subscribe, share, rate, review, put your comments below. Let us know if you, if you read Union, if you're into the Union comic book, or if you've gone back to check it out right now uh, from one of your local comic books uh, stores, either ones we mentioned or ones you would normally go and, and let us know what your take is on Union. Let us know if you're really into more Alexander Skarsgård playing it or Liam Helmsworth, mm-hmm. right? Let us know. Or maybe you have someone else that we might have overlooked and we're open to it. Drop it in the comments below. We'll reply. We'll have a good chat with it, and and we'll kind of follow up with it. So, mm. 
once again, on behalf of myself, Barry3D. And the boy, Rod C. That'd be me. Right on. This has been the Iconist Podcast. And remember, this whole world was created by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Power staff! Yeah, yeah, I can't take it if I'm using it. I'm so stupid. 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 I'm so stupid